When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 199 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvett. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we're joined by Big Kurt of the Eyes on Big Podcast to get an external perspective on the Huskers in the greater context of the Big Ten postponing their season. <clears throat> Canceling. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode's brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know someone who is? Hit up Monty at 402-770-3356. Hey, Justin. Hey, Mike. We're one episode away from 200. Bicentennial episode. We better make it count. Yeah, pressure's on. It needs to be as good as this episode. Hard to top this one, though. <laughs> so what are we doing today, Justin? So this week we're having uh, Big Kurt from the Eyes on Big podcast join us. Uh, we've had uh, Big Kurt on the show once before. He and his co-host Jeffrey the Greek survey the Big Ten regularly on their podcast and and Mike and I just felt like we needed an external perspective. We needed to hear from someone outside of our echo chamber, our ecosystem because man, Husker fans are still really angry and I've I I want to know is are other people angry? Is this just us? Is it just us and the people that we follow? Um are we so, crazy for thinking the things that we think? <laughs> yeah. Because we have some people telling us we're crazy. We do, yeah. Shut up, sit uh, down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we ask these questions and more uh, of Big Kurt. So with that said, how about we uh, just roll that interview now? Let's do it. We are excited to welcome Big Kurt back to the show. Big Kurt is one of the co-hosts of the Eyes on Big podcast for anyone who's listened to us for any length of time during this offseason. Uh, Big Kurt and Jeffrey the Greek helped us break down the season um, before we did our season previews and gave us questions that we were able to ask all of our um, all of our beat reporters, and that was really useful. Um, but ultimately... It, none of it matters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, sadly. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me here, Justin, Mike. Uh, really, really appreciate it. I had a great time the last time on the show, so I'm excited to be back. And I also enjoyed listening to your podcast uh, with each of the beat writers and asking those eyes on big questions. So really appreciate the shout outs that you gave us on those. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think I was texting you guys as it happened, but like, it seemed like each week they would be like, oh, that's a good question when I, when I asked it. So thanks. Thanks for that. So when, when we had, when I had you on, when I talked to you that time, um, it was a really structured conversation. We had a whole lot of uh, elements sure. and pieces to it. Um, this one's not. Um, so, you know, what, what we want to hear from you and, and we can talk about together is Mike and I, and all of Husker nation, we've really been in our heads and kind of like, I don't know, maybe stuck in a corner here. And um, it's, it's an echo chamber and it's been a really weird couple weeks. It feels like, it's been a year since the season was canceled. And um, so I guess we, we've got you here to give us an outside perspective on, on, you know, yes, how Nebraska, how you feel Nebraska has handled this thing, but also just, you know, your take on the season falling apart. And you know, we can yeah, dialogue well, here. You don't have to monologue the whole time. Okay. Well, uh, you, how about we just start with the season falling apart here? Sure. That's a great thought. Uh, yeah. Obviously – terribly disappointed I personally think it was the wrong decision I feel like um like Kevin Warren kind of had his his mind made up now I, I want also want to point out this is not Kevin Warren's decision These, this is this comes from the presidents and chancellors however it does seem like 
he's he certainly steered the conversation towards yeah. postponement and cancellation. Um, I, I feel like they just use the myocarditis thing as basically a cop out, essentially. Like what what strikes fear into people more than potential sudden heart issues? Well, as we all know at this point, myocarditis is is not unique to COVID and can happen from from many different causes. And you can also diagnose it. So to me, it was just a non-issue. You know, you're testing so much, you know that when someone does test positive for COVID, so just check them out for myocarditis. If they have it, well, you have to sit down until you're better. So I, I felt like that was just used as a way to excuse the, the, the postponement of the season. And I was really disappointed in that. It, it, it seemed like potentially the wrong decision, definitely the wrong time. You know, time will bear out for no sure. Doubt. Um, um, and then, of course, you know, the PR is really any, – any wisdom there was in canceling the season was just immediately lost by, by the handling of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've – you know, I've been um, kind of patiently watching Kevin since he took over and mostly defending him when people were um, – we're kind of taking jabs at him, but I think I've seen enough at this point. And, and this just, this guy, he does not seem like a leader to me. His, the number one thing a leader needs to do is, is have great communication. And he has, he seemingly has none, like no ability to communicate internally or externally. I mean, you still have Husker fans today, like just begging for an explanation. Can you at least tell us why? And, and no interaction. So that that's been, really disappointing too. So yeah. That, I, so that's just been, well, that's a, so as, as a, a person who, and a podcast covering the big 10, what was your take on him taking over as commissioner? Yeah, we, we, I, we had, we did have, have a podcast about that. And my take on it was, I feel, I felt like they were trying too hard to kind of go outside of the box by getting an NFL guy. I think you really needed a guy that was involved and had experience at the college level, you can see that, you know, an NFL team operates completely different than a university. And oh, yeah. you, you can see like at, with an NFL team, everything stays in house. Well, when you're working with public institutions, that's not possible. And you can see that there's this, the, this, you know, chasm of like, uh, of just a lack of understanding of, of that basic concept from him. And that, yeah, I think that that's a fair take and it has really borne itself out through this process. Um, he had no collegiate experience, right? No, None. no, and, I don't think um, any. So that has not served him well. Or the, or yeah, the and it, it strikes me, you know, and I, I know very little about him, but uh, it strikes me as the kind of thing where at least the comparison you're making here, it would make sense in, you know, in, in, in the NFL, if, uh, if the guy in charge wants to make some kind of proclamation and then go hide and not give any explanation for it. Like you you see that happen all the time is where like, well, they've made their decision. That's what they're going to stick with. Okay. Uh, No questions, no further questions. Just walk away from the podium. Right. Uh, In our situation, it's kind of like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I I think another mistake that Kevin made, you know, we, we big 10 fans and, you know, even Nebraska being part of the big 10 since, 2011, you know, we, we had a trust built in with Jim Delaney because he'd been there for decades. Right. So you didn't necessarily need to, to see Jim Delaney's face anymore. You didn't necessarily need to see him on the Big Ten Network. But I wanted to see Kevin Warren, and I wanted to hear him talk. And If it was me in his position, I'd have been on Big Ten Network once a week, at least just saying, here's what we, were, here's what we worked on this week. Here's what we have for the future to establish some trust so that when he makes a decision like this, a monumental decision, he has more people on his side. I think he just didn't do himself any favors. So, so moving forward now to seasons canceled or no, no, no. Okay. Moving backward from season (laughs) being canceled to before the season was canceled, but after the new schedule was released, Scott Frost gives a press conference. It was a previously scheduled press conference. It's not like he, he said, Hey, I have something to say. <laughs> and he made it clear. I love how you're, you're, you're giving the context here, Justin. <laughs> I am. You're, right. you're already defending us before. <laughs> I'm setting anyway, the stage. I'm, I'm setting the stage for Kurt's unbiased opinion. Um, and, and he says, we want to play. Um, we, we, we love the big 10. There's still a big 10 schedule at this point. 
and he really wants to play in the Big Ten schedule, but we want to play no matter what. What's your take, Kurt? Of him saying that they want to play no matter what, just like, yeah. like even if there's not a Big Ten schedule? Yeah, well, I mean, I think people I, – I don't – let me find his exact words. That was said in I – will, I will say, Justin, that was said in that press conference. Before anything was called off, Scott Frost did say, we will – we want to play by any means necessary. And he even went as far as saying uh, whether that is as a part of the big 10 or not something to that okay. effect. Well, you know, here's my take on that is Scott Frost loves football, right? These players that are playing at Nebraska love football. Nebraska fans are, you know, maybe the most passionate fans in the entire country. How can you criticize a guy for wanting to do the things that he loves? And by the way, He's getting paid a lot of money to do this. He's basically saying, I want to earn my keep. You know, you're paying me millions of dollars. Let me do my job. Mm. I don't understand. I mean, the backlash was, was shocking to me, too. Okay. Sorry. Are you, you looking it up or what? <laughs> yeah, his exact – he said, we want to play a Big Ten schedule. I hope that's what happens. Our university is committed to playing no matter what that looks like and how that looks. We want to play no matter who it is or where it is. We'll see how those chips fall. We certainly hope it's in the big 10. If it isn't, I think we're prepared to look for other options. And within 24 I mean, I hours, think, and within 24 I think hours, people are just finding things to complain about is what yeah. it comes down to. I mean, the, the Pat 40 article, for instance, oh, man. was just mind numbing reading the, I mean, just the, just the stupidity of that article. He go, he, he paints, Nebraska like a bunch of little petulant children stomping their feet and in the next sentence says oh and by the way Ohio State did something similar yesterday and and doesn't criticize them at all but meanwhile throughout the entire article saying why do we even care what Nebraska thinks um well why why don't we care what Nebraska thinks they're passionate about football they want to play football I'm on their side I want to hear what they think I mean I wish the Illinois staff had come out and you know, had some sort of similar stance. There was a lot of Illinois players that took to social media and said they wanted to play, but we didn't hear a peep from the coaching staff. That disappointed me. Is that still true today? Yeah, I mean, Lovey's been asked about it, and he, you know, he gives a typical Lovey response. Well, when, when we allowed to play football, we'll play football. And it's <laughs> like, come on, man. Just, like, take a stance on something for once. I appreciate you bringing up the Pat Forty article. It, a lot of the conversation around – Nebraska has been really irritating because it's been very focused on, well, they suck right now, so they don't get to have a voice. And that, that's <sighs> irritating. But the 40 article in particular, he made a joke about us getting on our, our tractors and leaving. And, yeah, um, I read that. that. Yeah, That was just really childish. And that listeners it's are just like, a Justin, low blow. get off it. It's stupid, yeah. But the thing about 40 is that's the kind of guy he is. I mean, he's always got this snarkiness to him, this, like, you know, superiority and like, I don't know, he's, he's, a, he's one of those just negative journalists. A lot of his content is just negativity. I've never guess, understood the draw of Pat Forty. I, well, I guess I've always had a soft spot in my heart for him because in his old ESPN 40-yard dash, when I think it was when Oklahoma played at Nebraska and he was here to cover it, he did his point after and he recommended Fat Jack's Barbecue. And I was <laughs> new to Lincoln in grad okay. school and I'd never heard of it. And also, they're in their they're in their second new spot since then. But at that time, it was it was a dump. If there's any fat jacks people listening, they know what I'm talking about. Anyway, that's like the best barbecue in the state, I think. Okay. So I had it at my grad school open house party, graduation party. Mike, you were there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, you know, I always connect him to Fat Jack. So there's a little stuff, but I don't know. I, it might be dead now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you could be a Nebraska fan and, and still really have any, you know, fondness towards Pat Forty after this. Some of the uh, beat writers here in Nebraska have alluded to or, like, hinted at, you know, the, the Big Ten, you know, people who leak information from, from the conference. You know, maybe there was some yeah. encouragement to pile on. What's your – do you have a, a, a position well, on that? I, I don't know that I have a position, but yeah, I know that kind of stuff happens all the time. There are leaks like that. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than, yeah, that that's certainly possible, but it's a shame that ha things have to go down like that. But you know, okay, then let's talk about Desmond Howard. One of the things that he said that really had me shaking my head is they ain't Notre Dame. I just think it's strange that he uses Notre Dame in that comparison. 
because okay, yeah, sure, Notre Dame was in the playoff a couple years ago, and then they got they got smoked in the championship game you know, a handful of years before that in 2012. But you know, the, college football has become the elitist sport. There's like six or eight teams, right? That they really have a chance at the national championship right now. I don't feel like Notre Dame's one of them. So why would he choose them? If you're going to choose somebody, pick Ohio State, or at least in the same conference. But he's not going to do that because he's a Michigan guy. <laughs> this is true. Well, I, I interpreted that more as uh, – I, I figured he was making a reference to Notre Dame not existing within a conference so they can go play whoever they want. I see. Okay. I, I must have misunderstood that. Lines. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, yeah, you, maybe you're right. both ways. You know, so, I mean, maybe that, that's what the argument he was making is like, you're not Notre Dame, so you can't do what Notre Dame does, so you need the Big Ten. Maybe well, that's where but, he was going with it. But what if, you could, what if you could? What if nobody else in the Big Ten wanted to play, Nebraska decided they're going to play, and they found teams to play them? Why wouldn't they do that? I mean, I know it's not that simple because you're, you're probably going kick, to get kicked out of the conference for doing something like that. But if you could do maybe. it, you would do it. Yeah, I maybe I I think we could get away with it. I don't I don't. It's it really does sound like from what Bill Moose is saying, like you know, it's not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. got to say personally, I have been really checked out on college football for the last week because it's just like everything we've been building for poof is just gone. And I know, you know what? I got a job to do. I got a family. <laughs> I can <laughs> go run some more miles. So and you know since. Since we're on the topic, Michael Wilbon, who I normally kind of like Wilbon, but his whole thing about saying that Nebraska had an inflated sense of self, I don't understand what this has to do with like arrogance. It has to do with them wanting to play the sport that they love. And that's really, they're just making, if you look at it any other way, you're just thinking too hard. They love football. They want to play football. That's what this comes down to. Kurt, how do you feel... um... Are you disappointed in the way, in the way most of the league has responded to this? I and mean, it's, well, I'm going to step all over my own question. Um, it sounds like the ADs all wanted to play from, from reporting yeah. that's coming out right now. The ADs right. all wanted to play. The presidents voted maybe that they didn't, but you had these conversations where they were siloed. So the ADs weren't talking with the presidents and Warren's in the yeah. middle. Um, so that's maybe what happened. How do you feel about the response of all the different universities to this being canceled? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I guess I'll just start by saying I'm, the ones I'm proud of are Nebraska, Iowa, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, because they seem like the ones that wanted to play. So, I, Oh, man, and what a, what a gut punch to Iowa. They're already axing entire programs because of it. Yeah, they already canceled what men's, women's swimming and diving and uh, I think uh, men's tennis and maybe one more, Ouch. Um, yeah. which I mean, we knew was coming and we're going to see more of that. I don't know. How do I feel about each university? Well, I think politics plays into it a lot. Unfortunately, I mean, you look at, you know, the state of Illinois versus the state of Nebraska, hmm. you have two universities that have been very, very quiet in this whole thing. And Nebraska has been you know, very vocal. Uh, I, we haven't heard a peep out of Evanston, man. Have you heard That's anything true. from Northwestern? That's true. No. Pat Fitzgerald, he, he often has things to say about things. <laughs> Nothing. We haven't heard a damn thing. So, you know, unfortunately, it, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. I think everyone can admit COVID has become political. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a shame. It, does, it, it is a shame. But, like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. You have to admit that your politics are playing into this. So. Yeah. Yeah. I just look at the states that want to play, you know, versus the ones that don't. Yeah, that and that's funny too because it's a it's a nuanced conversation here, you know, and and different parties have different places, but but then you look at the politics of states more broadly and you'll overlay that with electoral college math and you can draw opinions. Let's not let's well, stick with the conversation too much. <laughs> and let me throw this out there. I'm a staunch independent, so I don't have a dog in this fight politically. Okay. So I can just look at it, you know, from without, you know, without a filter, but it's pretty obvious the difference. Yeah. It's a, a once in a century major health issue. And, and uh, the fact is that it's gotten entrenched on party lines and that is, uh, I don't know if it's the tragedy. It's one of the big tragedies right now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's sad times. I mean, strange times when, when you have Iowa and Nebraska fans, uh, openly supporting each other on Twitter. You know it's a strange yeah. year. 
Oh, so I, since you brought that up, I uh, for like eight hours, but yeah. <laughs> well, no, I actually that's since you brought that up, I was uh, Jeff uh, Jeffrey the Greek uh, texted me today to say that he felt like we were a little too harsh on Iowa fans last week in saying oh, okay. that they because hmm. we said there was this love fest and then that they they backed off of it. He okay. He thinks that. He thinks that was maybe too harsh of us and that the, the love fest is sustained except for maybe a few trolls. Well, just, okay. just saying a single Iowa or Nebraska fan is saying something positive about the other <laughs> team was, was strange enough. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, we've got a lot in common. There's a lot. We sure do right now. Even, even um, I don't know, even our most active Iowa interaction person, interactor, even had positive things to say about Nebraska today. He said we were a valuable member of the conference. I, I agree. You know, I think here's something that I think Nebraska brings to the conference is just a hell of a lot of passion. One of the things that just annoys me from, you know, the four letter network and the, the conference channers down in the South is this whole, it just means more. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean more than it never means more than, than what it means in Nebraska. You, you can, you can, put it up up against any other program. There's as much passion in the Nebraska fan base as anywhere in the country. So I appreciate that part that what they brought to the big 10 there. Thanks for saying so. We certainly think so, but it's really nice to hear those words and, from someone else. You know, let's get back to 40. I'm sorry. I, Cause it got me fired up. Just <laughs> read that go article. For it. <clears throat> uh, what does the winning part even play into this? Mm, preaching to the How choir. How does that matter? And, and by the way, if you're looking at the entire history of college football, there's no bluer blue blood than Nebraska. I mean, you could really make a case for them maybe being the, the best program of all time. I mean, they're certainly in that conversation. And just because they, they haven't won the last few years that they don't have a right to want to play football, I just don't understand the reasoning there. You know, frankly, I think it's the opposite. We've been so bad for so long, and Frost has been building something, and I think we want to – we still have to, the, the last con- last two seasons have been so bad and that's all we have to talk about. We're so anxious to change the narrative and sure. I know everybody's anxious to play, but I mean, we, we want to change the story. Um, right. And so now we have to have these, this uh, bowl streak, lack thereof, <laughs> continue. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, to... we're, we're looking at potentially like what, like a four year period before we had a winning record again. I mean, Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's probably hard to take, but, you know, at Illinois, that's kind of par for the course. So <laughs> I don't feel too bad for you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh. But, but that, it just gets back to that, that elitism of college football and a lot of the, the national writers out there, that if you're not one of the six or eight teams that has a, has a chance to win the national championship, you, you don't count. I just don't agree with that. That's, that's contrary to everything I know about college football. Well, and, and, you know, we sure – one of the best things about you guys is, is your podcast is you do cover all 14 teams. You're not just focused on Ohio State and everybody else. So, um, you know, I appreciate – that's, I think, why you guys are so well appreciated is because you do have a broad perspective. And it's a, it's a national sport, you know. It's not regional like it used to be. Yeah. Maybe, but, that, maybe that makes them lazy. Well, but still, I mean, but there is still a regional aspect to it where, okay, maybe – you know, Nebraska doesn't matter to 40, but Nebraska matters to people in Nebraska. And, and Nebraska even has, you know, they have pretty much a national following because they were so good for so long that they created fans all over the country. Well, we've yeah, got- I mean, there's a website you can go to to find, like, I think it's like Husker Bar or something like that, where, you know, if the game's coming up and you're traveling, you can just punch in your, you know, wherever you're staying at and find the closest bar that's going to be playing the game because there are places all over the United States that are like, this is the place to go if you want to watch Huskers on Saturday. You know? Well, I, let me tell you guys a story. Some of my best college football memories were when I lived in the city of Chicago in Lincoln Park, and we would go to a Husker bar every Saturday to watch games because my roommate at the time was a big Huskers fan. His grandfather had played football at Nebraska. And so we would go to this Nebraska bar. I think it was called, I think it was called um, McGee's maybe hmm. on Webster. I, I, I might have that wrong, but anyway, they'd serve red Miller light beer at this <laughs> bar on uh, only on Saturdays. Wow. And I mean, 
I would go there. I would watch the Illinois game, but my buddy would be sitting next to me watching the Nebraska game, and we would just have a blast drinking beer all day watching college football at a Husker bar. Not this fall. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so then, okay, let's talk about the postponement. So what's going to be different in January versus now? Like, why do we think it's so that we can play in January? Why do we think that's going to be fine? We're pretty cynical. I, I'm pretty cynical about spring working out. Spring. I just don't under. I mean, how can they justify if they do play? What are they going to tell us that's that's changed? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the thing that I can't get over right now is if if the decision was for them not to play, why on earth? Like, why are they even having in class classes? Because like, if we're talking about the safety for these kids, what's more dangerous? Like having kids you know shacking up to get i'm shacking up i mean living together but you know you're putting kids in dorms you don't well, know sure. where they've been you got kids in sororities and fraternities um i you know i and i and in no way am i trying to say that i am an expert on this but uh just just yesterday what uh school started yeah school started today at the university of nebraska in terms of classes and i've already seen uh, an announcement of an outbreak at a sorority that's, you know, it's contained, but this is what's going to happen when you put a whole bunch of kids together on campus. So Correct. what is the difference between what they are already doing by having kids in class versus having students play on the field? I, I just, well, I mean, you don't have to look any further than they're still practicing football. Mm. They're just not allowed to compete. Yeah. I mean, they, so they can practice, they can go to class, they're going out to bars, they're partying, you know that, they're, they're hanging out with friends, roommates, girlfriends, they're in class, but they're not competing on sat- just on Saturdays on the football field against another team. But I've, I've stopped trying to make sense of it all. <laughs> you, you just, it just feels like there's just failures on so many levels. And one main failure I see is this has been going since March. And it's been trending and certain, you know, there's been hope that it was going to get better, but it hasn't gotten better. So why there wasn't contingency plans in place or why we weren't talking about how to do this and instead hoping for the best is, is beyond me. And then that's to pretty get, much, that was the plan, right? Hope was the plan. Just like, was the plan, yeah. just hope it goes away. That was the plan. We won't have like to we deal knew, with this. We knew, we knew it was still going to be here. And yeah, you're right. So for six months, we just sat there and just hoped, well, maybe it'll just go away. And then when it didn't, well, let's cancel. But meanwhile, you know, high school kids are playing. Junior high kids are playing football. The, you know, NFL is going to go off. They're playing Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, you name it. But the one that they can't play is Big Ten college football. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe the SEC and the, the Big 12 and the ACC, maybe they have problems. Maybe they have outbreaks to the point where some weeks they can't field teams or maybe they can't finish the season, and then maybe Kevin Warren does look like a genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't see that happening, though. Yeah, you, you wonder why they couldn't. I think uh, Rob Zadiska of the Doc Talk podcast has, has said in interviews, like, you know, why, why couldn't these guys have been isolated for so long? Why can't we just do some tests, you know, a couple of games and just, you know, play? Well, that's maybe, the other thing. Why not at least try it and try see it, what yeah. happens? Leave a buffer yeah. zone, maybe put two of those bye weeks after the first two games. Well, I mean, I thought the way that they went about the schedule was pretty, pretty intelligent. Sure, Throwing yeah. a couple of buys in there, you know, in case you do have cancellations, you can move them around. I thought they put a lot of work, hard work into that, which is even more ironic that they did s- such a great <laughs> job there and then just decided to cancel it six days later. It's very strange. This whole thing is just, I mean, 2020 is the, the craziest. I, I would have never thought something like this could happen. Here we are. Oh, my gosh. I, I, it's, it's, good, it's good to talk to someone from outside our bubble and hear just all the same frustrations. I mean, it's not, it's not fun to hear that you're also frustrated, but it is, I don't know, it comforts me to hear someone from outside our echo chamber saying, Sure. Pretty much the same things. <laughs> no, you, you, yeah, it always, it always helps to hear somebody else with the same, same, opi- same opinion, same frustrations. It makes, does comfort you a little bit. I know. I, I mean, at least it, it shows us that we're not, you know, we, we can maybe disagree on, on points here and there, but overall 
uh, there was a sense, at least early on, that people were just saying, Nebraska, you guys are idiots. What are you trying to do? You know? Sure. Uh, but to hear, you know, I, I think in the, in the last couple of weeks, things have kind of settled down, and there's been a lot of people who are like, hey, wait a minute all these other conferences that are still playing that are still going ahead with it. It looks like they've got a decent plan. Did. Oh no. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like cooler heads have prevailed in terms of the initial pile, the initial pile on against Nebraska. I think that that's kind of been backed off a little bit. Yeah, I think so. And, and I guess there's another thing about the whole Nebraska backlash that kind of surprised me is a lot of, you saw a lot of people now it's, it's Twitter. So it's some wing nuts. Yeah, but you saw a lot of people on Twitter that are also Big Ten fans who are criticizing Nebraska, which I don't understand because we're kind of all in this together. Like we all want the season, right? right. Yeah, we we play against each other on on the football field, but right now we should be united, trying to you know help get this thing moving to try to play football. And and you saw like you know Big Ten on Big Ten crime on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, what what's happening right now? I thought we all wanted the same thing here. But I don't know. The, those are, like I said, it's Twitter. There's a lot of wing nuts. And I feel like the same people doing that are the same people that are just cheering gleefully as their civil, civil liberties are taken away. And they expect everyone else to feel the same way and, and cheer <laughs> as, as your rights are taken from you. I feel like we can invoke a episode three Star Wars reference here. Okay, let's you know hear it. going here at this mic? Trying to, trying to think. I mean, like I... I understand the politics of episode three. I'm just not thinking of a particular. What, this point. is how democracy dies with thunderous applause. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> so this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause. Um, uh, Kurt, that's a great I feel, quote. Thank you. Well, that's <laughs> happy it came to mind. Um, you and, and, and Jeff are pretty plugged in. I feel like across the big 10, do you, do you have a sense of like other fan bases like feelings about well i I'm not, I'm not sure i have a, a sense about others specifically but i can tell you that the ones that don't seem all that upset are like michigan state because they figured it was a throwaway year anyway sure yeah uh, Ruck, Rutgers, kind of same thing they've got a new coach there's some excitement there i think he's gonna do a good job but kind of same thing like well who cares but Illini fans were pissed man because we haven't we have an extremely veteran team this year. And yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not saying we're going to go out and like go seven and three or something, but I, I think we would have been competitive in just about every game, save for Ohio state. You know, you look across our team and we, our offensive line had the fourth, I think the fourth most combined starts of any, any of the 130 teams coming wow. back on the offensive line. You've got a veteran quarterback, you've got veteran wide receivers. I mean, we, we had, a team that that really could have done some damage and I was probably going to say something like I had said previous to last year that I think this is a team that's going to shock one or two teams on their schedule because their people aren't going to take them seriously and they're going to get you know before they know it deep in the third quarter oh shit, we're we're losing this game and that's you know like Wisconsin last year like when yeah. they were down by 25 to Michigan State last year I'm I was convinced there's going to be a couple more games like that this year hmm. What about, uh, you know, I know you're in Minneapolis there. What about Minnesota fans? What are they like? <sighs> Boy. Because I feel I'm getting weird vibes from this? PJ. Yeah, careful. Yeah, how do I say this? We can, we can bleep you if it gets too crazy. <laughs> I was, that's maybe the most surprising thing of this whole thing was the, the, the reaction that the football program, I'm not talking about the fans, okay. that their football program had where you have P.J. Fleck coming out and saying, well, I've already spoken one-on-one -on -one to 30 different players, and every single one of them said that Big Ten made the right decision. When I read that, I mean, maybe he's just BSing us. But my jaw dropped. My first, my, here was my exact thought. How did that team win 11 games last year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had and to read I, it twice because I, I didn't believe it. And, you know, then you see this weird movement on Twitter – that I haven't seen from any other fan base where Minnesota fans are choosing another team to cheer for this year. And it seems like the university of Miami is the one that most of them are choosing. Weird. I, if you could give me, if I could choose to be a fan of any program, <laughs> I just, I don't, I'm not sure where Miami would come up in that conversation. <laughs> uh, so 
I, well, maybe I'll just stop there. I was shocked. Involved. Miami, Minnesota. Okay, that's true. And and here's but then the you. <laughs> well, but hold on. But here's what you probably don't know is people in Minneapolis call the University of Minnesota the U. Mm. Okay. And I think the it's U been called M. the U for much longer than University of Miami has been oh, called okay. the U. Hmm. So maybe that place, in, I'm not really sure. But, yeah, it's been strange. It's been yeah, I don't think you'll see there. that amongst Nebraska fans, except for, you know, when – when there's a coach that might be, you know, coming home after 20 years to come teach your team or come teach your team, come coach your team, mm-hmm. you know, th- then they'll adopt a, a team for a season, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, I'm not going to pick a team. My team's Illinois. I'll still, I'll probably watch some college football. I mean, I've always enjoyed watching the academies play. So I'll probably watch more army football than I normally watch yeah. in a given fall, but Bill I'm, Connelly- I'm not choose them. Bill Connolly today tweeted out, or he retweeted the Army schedule, and he's like, just watch. They're going to go 11-0 and be in the playoff. <laughs> so does he, is he pretty high on them this year? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look past the tweet. Me, they, me, and Bill have had, me and Bill have had our little run-ins on Twitter before. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. We've gotten a few dust-ups. Really? Are yeah, you not a fan yeah. of SP+. No, I like SP+. Plus. I, I really, I'm a data kind of guy, so I love that kind of stuff. And I've even told them before, like, I just want I want you to know, Bill, I really like S&P Plus, but I think this is a horrible take. Like, <laughs> his, his take on the Illinois beating uh, Michigan State last year was that it was stupid. He wrote, wrote an entire article about how stupid it was that Illinois won that game and how they were just dumb and didn't deserve <laughs> to win the game. I'm like, did, are, did we watch the same game? Like, no. it, was, it was strange. Wow. Well... And you he's know? an elitist too. Like he, you know, if you're not one of the top six or eight teams, all he does is just, you know, treat you like a Mac school or something like that. On the uh, on the notion of of cheering for other teams, I saw someone tweeted out a Big Ten to SEC correlation, and they suggest if you're a Nebraska fan, you should cheer for Missouri. And it's like I no uh, nope. I will nope. never yeah <laughs> choose. To root for, I don't. I can't think of who Missouri would have to play that would require me to root for Missouri, but I would never root for their. So, uh, you know, you may, Nebraska fans may not realize, but uh, Mizzou's a huge rival of Illinois. It's because of basketball. We play them in basketball every now. We've played them in football, and we will play them again. I think in twenty twenty four or twenty six. I can't remember. But uh, Illinois fans and Mizzou fans hate each other. The border like, war. I the, get that. The, the times that I am embarrassed to be an Illinois fan always has to do with Mizzou basketball versus Illinois basketball. <laughs> it, it's that's always involved somehow. Where when you just like, you know, put your your hand over your face and say, "Oh, this is <laughs> this is not a good look." <laughs> it always has to do with Mizzou. Oh man, I, I kind of want to talk about spring, but I feel like. I don't know. I feel like what on earth is there to talk about in the spring? There's, yeah. I mean, like it's, it's purely hypothetical. And I think most reasonable people are the opinion that it's not happening. So like, what could we talk about? Well, here, here's where I'm, I'm at. I, like we already did a, like an in-depth preview series for the season. That's not happening. I don't know how much energy I have to preview a second season. That might not happen. <laughs> no. I, I mean, no. well, see that, that's the question is if a schedule gets announced when like when is a reasonable time for us to expect anything i mean certainly not before the end of the year i mean i wouldn't think so but it, you think imagine we get like into week 6 7 sec's playing no incident acc big 12 boy the big 10's going to look so stupid at that point yeah. and and they're going to have to come out with and say okay well here's what we're going to do here's when we're starting I, I would think something's got to happen by like, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. So are, are you, maybe this is a terrible question. Are you rooting for football to succeed this fall in spite of? No, this is a great question. Okay. That's an excellent question. And I'm a bit ashamed to say that I am cheering for football to go off without a hitch and be a huge success. And for the big 10 to suffer for their sins. Mm. Oh, I know that sounds <laughs> that sounds horrible, but like we brought this on ourselves. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I you're think, not the first person to ask me that question. It's a great question. Thank I you. I think I'm of the same mind, uh, honestly. Like, I, I mean, and this is, I mean, purely from a safety standpoint. I would love to see, I would love to see it go perfectly sure. because that means that we can maybe start talking about moving on and you know coming up with a plan for the spring or at least 
you know, at, at the very least, as a fan, it would be nice to watch something beyond September. <laughs> right. Yeah, but there's that. I know that I get this guilt because it's like I'm angry. It's like, you know, I, I want to inflict mm. pain on myself almost because th- this was such a monumental screw up that we just deserve it. Yeah, I think when I when I think about, you know, individual students lives and in their campuses and whatnot, like, of course, I don't want uh, students to get sick and, and right. families to be harmed. Yeah. But, um, you know, at a systemic level, like, I hope we're not the only season that's canceled just so that everybody's in the same boat. <laughs> well, I, there will be if if the if the SEC and Big 12 and ACC succeed and we are not playing football in the fall, this is going to have repercussions for a long time. There's recruiting is going to suffer badly, I think. Because mm. they'll just you, – you, if you're a recruit, you look at the Big Ten versus one of those other three. How Do they really care that much about football? Mm. It means more in the SEC. And, you know, I hate to – I can't argue that right now. I used to argue it. I'm not – you're not going to hear me arguing it now. Yeah. <sighs> a long sigh. Yep. <laughs> Boy, it'd be nice to come back and talk about some good stuff sometime. I know. I, Some positive stuff. It feels like Some a real downer. Stuff. It feels like a real downer, and I don't uh, I don't know. I don't want to look too far ahead. Well, I mean, we could talk about spring. I mean, how do we do spring? Obviously, the, the weather is a, is, a, you know, is a factor if you're starting in January. So I've heard these ideas floated about having bubbles throughout the Midwest and, and all the cities that have domes. So okay, for me, selfishly, that'd be awesome if, if I had three Big Ten games going on in, in Minneapolis right down the street from me. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah so uh, may, may, maybe that's a silver lining here for me personally. Yeah, and then you wonder, you know, there's, there's buildings. I'm thinking in Omaha, there's a couple spots where there's, like, field turf inside a giant dome where you could play a game. There's no stands or anything. There's, like, practice facilities. Uh, so... Mm-hmm. maybe you could turn one of the arena. I mean, they do arena football, but that's not a regulation field. Yeah. Um, that's not full size. Yeah. So I'm thinking the like Omaha beef aren't playing yeah, real football. What's the nearest regulation dome that you could play football in a home game for Nebraska, maybe Kansas city. You could go down to that conference center um, that sits over the interstate downtown. Maybe you could put some, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I was just, thinking that they would you know kind of do the bubble thing that the some of the pro leagues are doing and just send them to st louis minneapolis detroit um indianapolis okay the, you know and, and you had basically they're all neutral games essentially neutral site yeah mm-hmm. of course helpful. of course minneapolis would be you know obviously give an advantage to the gophers but then maybe you send the gophers to indy or something i don't know hmm. i'm just thinking about like the long-term if you have entire conferences that play a season this fall, is it better for Big Ten schools to have some semblance of a season in the spring so that they're ready for the fall again? I don't know. Like, because then yeah, you have to, there, there's all kinds of weirdness when it comes to, you know, like spring training for sports and who gets it and, and then do do big 10 schools just get a play through the summer and that's their spring training? Like, I don't, I don't know. So then you, so if you, let's say you start a season in January and it goes through to like maybe April or March or something, mm-hmm. then you're, you're basically right up against spring practice. So you'd probably want to move spring practice more towards the summer. Yeah. And then you're going right into fall camp. You're basically playing football nonstop for, for, for all 2021, yeah. which I don't think is the right thing to do either. Especially not in the era of CTE. In the area of what? Uh, CTE. Oh, brain sure. Yeah, great, great point. That's right. Gotta... Makes you wonder if they would just say that the spring season is spring training for that team. But then you got a bunch of freshmen right. that it's like, what the heck do you do with them? <laughs> well, that's wow. true. All kinds of weird logistical things are going to get screwed up. Too, yeah. Right? And imagine, imagine the other leagues – go through a full season successfully. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, the, just today the college football committee announced their meeting dates and they're meeting in person and you go through the whole playoff and they crown a national champion on week two of when the big 10 is, is starting their season. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. then, so again, 
football's become the college football's become the lead of sports. So ever since the playoff, all anyone really cares about is the national champion. What you know, that's not how I feel, but the average fan feels that way. So the average fan around the country is going to be looking at the Big Ten saying, what are they even playing for? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. To what end? Yeah. yeah. What is the point here? I mean, it's going to be strange, man. This is going to be – this could have really huge impact on the conference for a long, long time. Hmm. I mean, people in Big Ten footprint will be watching it, but nobody outside it will. Do you oh, think I they thought this through two weeks ago? <laughs> no. They, I don't think they I don't think they've done much thinking at all the last six months. I think I think Warren had a conversation with a bunch of ADs and they're like, let's play, let's play. And he's like, okay. And then he had a conversation with a bunch of scared, you know, presidents and chancellors, and he painted a picture and and they said, you know what? That's 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 probably right. Let, let's go with that. And let's be honest, the presidents and chancellors, those are not people that care about football. For them, I mean, and maybe in Nebraska they do, but I, I know for sure at Illinois they do not. Uh, yeah, I would I would say you know uh, Chancellor Green here in Lincoln and, and President of Assistant Carter, I think they're they're behind the team and 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 the desire to play. But I would agree that we're the outlier with that. Yeah, so those those are the people that made the decision for us. <sighs> well, it's. A- it's a crappy situation, but it's where we are. I, uh, it is, man. I, I say we wind it down here. I, I think it's only going to get more and more despondent. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to get upset, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, well, hey, uh, Kurt, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, I always like to give our, our guests an opportunity to plug their, their show and their social media platform. So, yeah, so check us out. We're the Eyes on Big Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at B1GKURT. And Jeffrey the Greek is my co-host. He's at Jeffrey the Greek. So we talk all things Big Ten football. And as Justin already pointed out, we do cover all 14 teams. It's not like some of those other Big Ten podcasts that I won't name that essentially talk about five teams. We talk about 14 teams because there's 14 teams in the Big Ten. So if you want to just kind of get an insight into what other what uh, the other programs in the country are looking like or in the, the conference are looking like. And if you just like some, some hopefully witty banter back and forth between me and Jeffrey, please give us a listen. Highly recommend it. Thanks. Uh, thank you for coming here and giving us your outside perspective. And uh, it sounds like we have uh, a lot in common. Well, yeah, guys had a great time and have me back anytime. We will take you up on that. Thank you. Great. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Great. Thanks again to Big Kurt for joining us on the podcast. I'm going to be honest with you, Justin. He was a lot more charitable towards us in Nebraska than I expected. Yeah, I uh, I agree. He was. I, I really appreciated the positivity. I didn't like. I I thought we might spar a little bit. Um, yeah, I expected at least somewhere to be like, "Come on, you guys were being a little ridiculous when X, Y, and Z." But he never went there. It was really yeah. It was really comforting to to hear his his takes and and uh so i hope you you too dear listener feel comforted <laughs> and honestly i think i think the the reaction that we got from him is what any reasonable person would conclude if they took a look at what scott frost actually did and said at the time that he did and said it because at no point since nebraska or rather since the big 10 has postponed the season. Have you heard uh, Scott Frost or anybody in an official capacity mouth off at all? It's true. I mean, like, I haven't even seen petitions from Nebraska players, but I've seen them from other players, from other schools. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, when you're not responding or reacting to the hype and actually reacting to what really happened, you're going to get a reaction similar to what Kurt shared with us. This uh, the internet right now is is geared for clicks, mm-hmm. and it's geared for people at the extremes of opinion and emotion. And if you have a reasonable take or a uh, moderate position on something, or a, you know, sensible even, like that's not as exciting. It's not going to get a national reporter clicks. So <laughs> I'm thinking of that clip from UHF. 
Town Talk on Channel 62 <laughs> when he's interviewing. I don't know. Is he interviewing like a Satanist or something? And he's like, listen, all I was trying to say was like, shut up. You make me sick. And he throws the water in his face. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> town Talk. Twitter is U62's Town Talk. That's what it is. He blew the lid off Satanism. Look, all I was trying to say. Oh, shut up, you pinhead. You make me sick. Sometimes shocking, always controversial. He deals with topics that the other talk shows are afraid to touch. That's fair. <laughs> oh boy, I was teaching a kid a guitar, so a guitar song. I was teaching a guitar <laughs> lesson today, and uh, I started talking about Weird Al because the song I was teaching him, there's a Weird Al version of it, and he didn't even know who Weird Al is. So uh, I get to spread the good oh, news no. of. Mr. Yankovic this week. I'm going to be sending his mom a YouTube link to share with him. It's going to be great. What What are like your first three songs that you send? What do you mean? To introduce someone to Weird Al. Well, the, the song in question, the song he's learning is Radioactive by Imagination Dragons. Um, so uh, Weird Al has a version of it called Inactive. Um, so that's yeah. what I was going to send him. But if I had to pick three Weird Al songs, ah, uh, I mean... Man, I feel like a lot of food-based songs are going to come in to question. Me too. Uh, I I go back to the 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 first ones. You you got to have um, another one rides the bus because like that's the first one, right? Oh yeah. But then that's... eat it in fat probably. I think another rides the bus is a good uh, a good first choice. I think there's a plaque on the bathroom where he recorded that in whatever Southern California college he went nice. to. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And then. Um, uh, eat it is a great because he had a lot of great Michael Jackson ones, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. uh, in our in our house, I might have even mentioned this before in the pod, but um, lasagna is mm-hmm, like yeah, like the most fun song for our little kids. Anytime you play that, it 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 makes people feel happy. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I think nowadays you probably got to include white and nerdy in the conversation. I think that was actually Weird Al's biggest hit ever believe it or not oh, like really? you and i we grew up with al pre 2000 but like mm. since 2000 i think his biggest song of all time has actually been it was white and nerdy um and then obviously the saga begins his uh phantom menace laden uh rendition of american pie and that folks is the second prequels reference in this episode <laughs> true true oh man man we found a way to redeem the overall tone of this episode by bringing up weird al <laughs> yeah there's we're, a really we're smiling both you and i are smiling right now Justin. Wow, weird al he just he just does a great job there there is a great biography or is that feature on him um so i uh, on the, the new york times and you can listen to it on their daily podcast from i don't know it was like a month ago i maybe i recommended it to you and he is so uh thorough and almost like anal about writing every possible like rhyme and every lyric Mm -hmm. and he's like i'm gonna if this is a hit i'm gonna be singing this song like every night for the next however many years it has to be perfect was that a song exploder uh thing i think i might have i think i don't remember if it was him there's a really good Song Exploder episode. Maybe that was a, a Weezer episode, though, where Rivers Cuomo does something very similar, where he has spreadsheets of phrases broken down by syllables and which syllable is emphasized, so that while he's working a song, he can pull up all of the possibilities. So, like, he's done some songs where the song, the lyrics actually don't mean anything. But he just found like the right sounding phrases to to fit with whatever he was mumbling to himself as he was making up the song. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. This is the mind that brought us such brought us such great hits as Hashpipe. And <laughs> I would go with Say It uh, Ain't So or Yeah, yeah, no. El Scorcho. You, you saw that SNL skit where Leslie Jones and Matt Damon yeah. thought about Yes. <laughs> Apparently she'd never even heard Weezer before recording that skit, but they sold it. Perfect. (laughs) They sold it. So good. Cool. Speaking of selling, what you should be buying. Ah, ah! 
is Buffalo from our friends at Central Nebraska Buffalo. Hey Specifically their meat. Bison meat. Mmm. Mm. Bison meat. While the Big Ten may have canceled their season, there is still ample opportunity for you to grill out every Saturday this fall. And what better product to put on your grill than Central Nebraska Buffalo? I can't think of one. So you might as well make it happen and make it happen now because, uh, you know, there's going to be some football to watch and, and you want to have some some bison on your plate when you do it. And it looks like they are running uh, a free shipping deal again to Nebraska, Iowa, and Kansas through the 28th of August. So, Mike, I think this episode comes out, what, 26th? Mm-hmm. So you have a couple days. Go it's see not on, too late. Yeah. See on Buffalo.com. Seize the day. Seize the Buffalo. I think I said that last week. Whatever. <laughs> and if you go to CN Buffalo One, that's their handle on Instagram. They have some pictures of uh, a buffalo named Woody that uh, a professional photographer came out and took, and uh, truly majestic. Did they like tease Woody's hair? Like, was it like a glamour shot? It no, but there's <laughs> definitely like sepia tones or sepia tones here. Getting artsy. I mean, so she links to the photographer, and you go over to the photographer's Instagram page, and there's all like uh, the sun setting behind the buffalo, and like it's it's beautiful. That's awesome. Almost as beautiful as eating the bison themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say though what is more beautiful. Maybe they're both equally beautiful, but getting. Uh, sweet deal on a house yeah man i am actually surprised by how often i mean just even last night on the news they were talking about how you know uh, new home sales have like jumped up a whole bunch in the past month i mean like uh you know if you are looking to buy or sell a home right now you probably are already well well aware that the the housing market is hyperactive it almost feels like um, but uh, again, at the end of the day, uh, we want to commend Monty Rody to you. Uh, recommend him to to be the guy that you work with, um, because you, uh, you certainly have plenty of options. But uh, you know, we we've been forming a relationship here with Monty over the past few months, and uh, we just appreciate what he brings to the table. And we're still in the midst of selling season, and and things are flying. Houses are flying. It's it's insane. Um, just talking to some friends and colleagues who are, are trying to buy a house. Uh, I know a couple that live out of town that's trying to buy a house and and uh, the moment they find something online, like the idea, they like they just can't even get here in time to look at it before mm-hmm. it's sold. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah, I actually had a friend this past weekend who, who they put their house on the market and within, I think, two days they had a couple dozen showings and it's already sold. You got to find somebody who's got their finger on the pulse of this business, and uh, that's Monty Rody. Someone you can trust to to be on the lookout for you. Mm-hmm. So as always, we just want to remind you: his phone number is four zero two seven seven zero thirty three fifty six, and uh, his email address is monty dot rody m o n t y dot r o h d e at prglincoln.com. Well, Mike, it's been good talking to you and mm-hmm. and to Kurt and. Uh... I don't know what we'll talk about next, but I saw our friends at the Go Big Redcast had a poll about what kind of games people wanted to see them talk about. So I, I retweeted that saying, hey, everybody go vote so we don't have to run the same poll. <laughs> so, uh, you know, us and all of our friends at all the Husker podcasts, we're working on stuff and uh, I, I haven't listened to it yet, but... Our friends over at the Big Red Cobcast interviewed a couple of the national reporters who tr- bagged on the Huskers. So, ooh, there's lots going on in the Nebraska podcasting community. <laughs> right on. And hey, uh, if you know of any good high school games that are going to be on television or streamed, um, I am very much of the opinion that I don't care where it's coming from. I want to start watching football here in the next week or so. So if you've got a lead on something, tweet at us. I would love to check it out. <laughs> Please do. San Diego's high that. school football rules. 
Hey, Mike. Hey. Are we at the end here? Oh, we totally are. All right, go Big Red. Go Big Red. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.